0: really, really excited about it. And so today's message is going to be a tad bit different, all right? It's going to be just a little bit different um, because I I want to uh, talk uh, not just as a preacher but as a pastor, right, uh, of of this wonderful, awesome, phenomenal, life-changing, city-shifting, right, demon-chasing church that changes lives, right? And impacts people, right? So I, I, I want to talk from that angle. And, and just our commitment as a church and what Ray and I, and I think if anyone has been here from the beginning and you see, I don't think anyone could ever question our level of commitment and, and what we are willing to uh, sacrifice our, our own comfort in order to do the assignment of the kingdom. Amen. And And there's not one second that we have regretted being here uh, every uh, We would have never met you if we were not obedient to our assignment. Amen. And so I'm so thankful for, for that alone. Uh, so I, I want to talk from that angle today, if possible. Um, and uh, this, this call to commitment, right? Uh, man, that word commitment could be a scary word for a lot of people. I see your faces. I want to take a picture right now and look at everybody's. You know the word commitment is a scary word, right? Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna calm that word down in a minute. But taking your life to the next level when you understand what a commitment is, and and as a church, right? As a church, and, and since uh, actually two three weeks ago, when um, when God touched Laura's heart to have you guys come and pray over Ray and I. Uh, since then it's just been an amazing thing. You know, it's been it's been thank you for being obedient to that. Uh, it really you know, when you're so used to giving out, you're not used to being poured into, you know, so, you know, when you get a chance to be poured into, uh, from people around you, I mean you, you you're used to spending time in prayer and letting God pour into you. But sometimes you gotta learn how to receive from people too, you know. And sometimes when you're so used to giving you are just not used to receiving and, uh, you know, I, I, I hold minds. I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I, I hold when God gives me something, creates those moments. And so uh, when we talk about commitment, and, and, and if anyone has um, ever gone through the new members or the membership or the vision casting, we called it, uh, class, you understand why RCC exists, right? Why we exist. And uh, as I spend time with God, that, that vision, brother uh, Ben, and, and, and and why we are here gets clearer and clearer and clearer. And so um, uh, I want you to get excited. When you come to church, I want you to just, like, I want you to wake up extra early because you're so excited to get here. You know, it's like Christmas. You know, when you was a kid, you know, uh, my kids, you know, when it comes to Christmas, it's out of control, okay? The sun's not up. And I got to say, go to bed. You know, you gotta, when you was a kid, you woke up. The sun wasn't even up. But you just... You had that conversation. Like, it was like the sun's not up. And as a parent, you just went to sleep 10 minutes ago. You know, you got screws missing all over the place. And, you know, you ha- try to hide the hammer, you know, and all that stuff. Because Santa Claus put it together, all that craziness, right? Uh, but, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's that excitement. And I want RCC, I want you to get excited about our assignment. Come on. I want everybody to get happy, Sister Renee, that we are here and what God has called us to do, and that you're a part of something that is really, really great. Somebody say, I'm a part of something great. Come on, say it like you really. Some of y'all just I'm a part of something great. Come on. The a- Listen, the AC is on. Y'all, y'all, I ought to have no issues today, all right? I don't. Thank, thank you, Brother Ben. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. That you're a part of something great, right? And And... and uh, when you when you came to the new members, there were we gave you a book, a booklet, a binder actually with a lot of pages that talked about what our mission and what our vision is. Uh, Rob, that day you I don't know you got your car or something happened that day, but you wasn't there. <laughs> you came here, that's right, instead of the other location. Uh, but you, you, everybody came in and and we talked about that and um, just what God has called us to do as a church, as a church, and it's gonna don't worry, it's all gonna connect in a minute. Uh, I'm teaching already, don't worry, um, but, but there are four things that I want you to write down that God has allowed me to condense what our mission is for the rest of the year and for 2018, what our mission is for the rest of the year and 2018, all right? Uh, we are we're just left June, so we're now past the halfway point of the year, right? And now we are moving forward on what God has called us to do and our assignment as a church family. Uh, so when it comes to our assignment at church, they, it can, it's down to four things. Bring them in, build them up, train them how, and send them out. Four things. So you don't have to be confused about what RCC does, right? What our core mission is, what our assignment is, what, what our heart is towards evangelism and winning the city and, and getting people in. So we, we don't want to just be a net that catches them and leave them in the net, Right? We, we, we want God to use it. Some of you watchers, there's some of you that are going to be great at bringing them in. I mean, some people love street evangelism. They are just anointed for street evangelism. And there's some of you that would be terrified to speak in the <laughs> on the street, right? But some people love street evangelism, totally they love it. That's, that's their heart. That's their passion, right? Bring them in. But then after you bring them in, you've got to build them up. Right? And so those of you that have come into RCC, hopefully you've been sitting here, you've been getting built up, right? And, and, and you're in the process of you know, some of us coming broken in all different kind of conditions. I mean, all the fish that jump in are not perfect fish. Right? Right? I, 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 come on, some of us, the, the fin is missing. You know, we got, we, got, we got bit by a shark while we in the while we were in the water, you know, all, all, all kind of crazy things were happening while we were in there. You know, somebody tried to bite, bite our tail, you know, all kind of craziness, right? So, so when people get into this net, I mean, there's going to be all kind of different conditions of people that are in this net. But so we bring them in, we build them up to the word of God, and then we train them how, how to do what God has called them to do. How to do what God has anointed them to, because what God has called you to do may not be what God's called me to do. Some of you, God has called to, to, to be out in business. Some of you, God has called to be in ministry. Some of you, God has called to deal with women. Some of you, God has called to deal with men. Some of you, God has called to be in marketing, some, et, all, teaching, education, government. So, so we want to be able to provide tools that will train you how. And then my favorite part is to send you out. RCC is not going to be a holding place where you sit here until you die. Come on. I, I, I don't want this to be that kind of church where you come and you sit here until you die. But there is a process so that when we send you out, you go out prepared and ready. Come on. And, you, and, you, and you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you are ready and charged to do what God has called you to do. But ultimately, as a pastor, my heart is to get rid of you. I mean, come on, that's awesome. I, I mean, how many pastors are trying to get rid of you, right? So so many of them are trying to hold you here. I want to get rid of you. But I, I want to get rid of you because you are in your purpose, in your assignment. Come on, and you're doing what God has called you to do, Michael. I, I want you out. Turn, turn to somebody and say, get out. <laughs> come on, get out. Don't be scared. Tell them it's time to go. You got to get rolling. It's time to do what God called for you to do, right? What? Jesus did these same four things. He brought the disciples in. They were fishermen. They were all kind of other men doing all kind of professions. They were fishing, brought them in. He built them up. He taught them. He trained them. What is training? He said, go out, and in my name, I'm giving you power and authority. And they came back with testimonies. That's called training. He allowed them to do it while he was here. We want you to do what you're doing. So, you know, if you do something crazy, come on, have a seat. Let's have a talk. Because we can't train and correct you if we're not there while you're doing it. Right? He trained them, and then he said, now it's time for me to go. You got to go do. Do what God's called you to do. So our ministry is really locked down to these four things that we're going to focus in. So everything we do, every program we do, every special service we do, every outreach we do must fulfill one of these four things. Amen, church? Amen. Must fulfill one of these four things. So while I love coming to church, I want to come to church with purpose. Come on. I want to come to church knowing that there's a plan. Yeah, there's a plan. I don't want you sitting here five years and you still figure out what God called me to do. Come on, there's a plan. We want to put things in place for you. So there's a path that was created, and, and you see this once you, those of you that have not, taking the vision casting class. you're We're going to have some more dates coming up. But you'll see this, and this was in the manual that we had actually given out, uh, that the first step was a commitment to membership. We talked about that, what that means. And as you begin to know Christ, once you become a member, uh, then it's a commitment to maturity. That, that's, that's the next set. That's the, uh, the 201 class, right? A commitment to growing God. Because being a member is just one piece. You, you got to commit to growing in God. I want to grow. I want to become mature in God, right? If I walk down the aisle with a pacifier in my mouth, you would say, something is wrong. I know he had a loss this week, but something is definitely wrong with this man, right? Why? Because there are certain behaviors that you don't expect from mature people. There's certain activities that you don't expect mature people to participate in. And so when you grow spiritually and you become mature, there's certain things that shouldn't be named among you, Paul said. Come on, y'all are quiet. There's certain behaviors and lifestyles that shouldn't be named among you when you mature in God, right? So we want to get you to maturity. And once you get into maturity in God, you start then you're committed to ministry. But unfortunately, what happens is we put we're so desperate for ministry that we skip the maturity part. I'm almost done. My time's almost there. Right, right. We, we, we get so desperate to get people to do things that we say, don't worry about, I, I know I know, you, I know you're spiritually immature, but you know what, we're going to put you in here. What happens? People end up losing Christ. We don't want that to happen. We don't want the fish to jump out the boat back into the water. We want to make sure that you get mature and that you get committed to ministry and then committed to missions, which means that you're going to be, what? Going out doing what God has called you to do. As much as I want this building jam-packed, but it'll be great I said last week to say to Valora to tell me, Pastor, I'm over in Asia. I'm doing, you know, I'm saying, I'm doing revival, I'm doing this, I'm building over. That's great. Do do, do kingdom work. We want this ministry to grow by you doing your assignment. Amen. So so, so that word, somebody say committed to membership. Committed to maturity. Committed to ministry. Committed to missions. All right. Do you know that those are four things, right? Bring them in. What's next? Build them up. Then what? Train them how? And then what? Send them out. So now you know, there's no mistake on what we're here for, what we're here to do, why I preach as passionate as I do. Because my heart is to move you around this diamond. But guess what? No matter how good I am, you a, a surgery could be great, but if the person don't get on the table and let them do surgery, nothing's going to happen. Right? So, so some of you, I don't want you to get stuck at just knowing Christ. Coming to church, knowing Christ, I'm not ready to be watching. Because that word committed to membership scares a lot of people. Right? When people think, and I I pulled this up, when people think of the word commitment, this is what comes to mind. Right? Right? Oh, committed. Oh, my God. I'm almost done. Come on. Committed. I I, I don't want to be committed. Because I'm on lockdown if I'm committed. I, I, I'm in trouble if I'm committed. Uh, no, no. That's not commitment. That's bondage. And we're not here to put you in bondage. God doesn't want you in bondage. Christ doesn't want you in bondage. That's not commitment. But unfortunately, when we think commitment, <laughs> we think ball and shackle and we are messed up and that's it. So what? We, we get stuck in knowing Christ and coming to church on Sunday and going home because we're scared of the commitments but I don't want you to be scared of the commitment because as your pastor, I am dedicated and committed to making sure, I am committed, Ray is committed to making sure you become everything God's called you to be. And we're not going to burn you out, I promise. (laughs) I love this definition of commitment. When something is committed, two definitions, this is profound, a loyal and willingness to give your time and energy to something, here it is, that you believe in. That's what committed is. Committed is saying, I'm giving my time, my energy, willingly, willingly, because I believe in what's going on. This is not believing in what's going on. That's bondage. Right? Right? I don't want anybody. I mean, wouldn't it be horrible? I mean, right now, we just celebrate 15 years of marriage. I mean, 15 years. Phenomenal. 15 years of marriage. Going on our 16th year right? Uh, and, and guess what? Uh, there, there are days where we are, mm, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. There's other days where, God help me not to say what I want to say, you know, you know I, what, what, <laughs> but <laughs> got to keep it real, right? Right. That's what relationship does. So there'll be some days you may feel that way, but guess what? When you are committed, you're loyal And you have a willingness to give of your time and your energy because I believe in us. It's easy to come to church when you believe in what RCC is doing and you're a part of it. It's easy to be a part of it. Watch this. You will put your energy in it. You are willingly. You are loyal to it. Why? Committed means I believe in what's going on. The second definition is profound. Having promised to be involved in a plan of action. So as your pastor, I am responsible for making sure that I give you a plan of action. And then once I give you the plan of action, I want you to be committed. You got to get involved, right? How many people believe that RCC is doing something great and something that is going to be phenomenal that the world has not seen before? Right? Because when you believe that, it's easy to be committed committed is not bondage. Because what? When I'm committed, I'm willing. I'm loyal because I believe in it. Being married to my wife is not bondage. I love being married to her. Did you feel that? Let me say it again. I love being married to Rachel Jones, Rachel, Rachel. I love it. Right, right. I, I, I I absolutely love it. Every there's not a week that goes by. I don't tell her I'm so glad I married you. She'll tell you that every single week for the last 16 years. At least one day out of that week, I tell her I'm so glad I married you. You know why? Because I am committed, and I believe in us. Right when we were coming to RCC. Some of you that were here before at the beginning, and Pastor Rick and I had to pick Pastor Rick up in Brooklyn. It'll be snowstorm, rainstorm, bike block, blocking off. Pastor, they blocking off streets. We're on our way, all that stuff, right? Why? Because we believed in this place. We believed in you. We believed that God was putting, Renee, something together that the world had never seen before. We believe that, right? And when you believe in something, it bursts commitment. Somebody say commitment. I love the scripture in Psalms 119 and verse 68 through 60, uh, 65 through 68. It says, uh, David said, Be good to your servant, God. Be as good as your word. Man, I love that. Be as good as your word. Train me in good common sense. We don't have that a lot no more. I'm thoroughly what? Committed to living your way. I'm I, I, I'm sold, I'm brought. I, I know that you want the best for me, Lord. I, I'm committed. So God requires commitment in your relationship with him. Committed. I'm committed to living your way. Watch this. Not because I feel. you. When you are committed, your feelings do not dictate your commitment. Oh, come on. Come on. Can I say that again? Your feelings do not dictate your commitment. Your feelings do not dictate your Commitment. I saw Holly Berry walking here. I'm committed. Now, Holly Berry is fine, but my wife knows that. I always say that. I always tease her. All right? But however, Andre Jones is committed. Has nothing to do with feelings. Come on. Because I believe in this. Come on. That's what makes me committed. I don't believe in me and Holly Berry. I believe in me and Rachel. Right? Commitment. And our three boys and our family. I'm committed here. I always tell you, I, I can be preaching somewhere every Sunday. I can be preaching at another church every Sunday. I, I, I can be probably living, living a lot better financially than what I, what I am right now. But guess what? I am committed to RCC. I am committed to showing up on Sundays and being here with you Come on, because I believe that God has something great inside of you. I believe there's great things, Alex, inside of you. And that's why I show up, because I want everything that God has for you to come to the forefront. I am committed. He said, God, I'm committed to living your way. Before I learned to answer you, I wandered all over the place. Before you told God, yes, you were all over the place. I mean, this scripture is preaching for me, Mother Beth. I mean, but you, you, you were everywhere. You were just, just a wanderer. Before you learn to say yes to God. But now I'm in step with your word. You are good and the source of good. Train me in your goodness. Train me in your goodness. Look at the scripture real quick in the book of Romans. I'll give you three more scriptures. We're gonna pray. Romans chapter eight, verse number thirty-eight. Are you getting something today? Paul said this, for I am persuaded that neither death nor uh, uh, life, angels, principalities, things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor other creatures shall be able to separate me from God's love. God's God's love is committed to your success. Write that down. God's love is committed to my success. He says not, watch this. He said not that you're going to be perfect, not that you're never going to do nothing, is that even if I mess up, God's love is in with me in my mess-up. He may not be happy that you messed up. He's not going to condone your mess-ups. But his love, it, you can't mess up enough for him to stop loving you. I mean, do you get that? I mean, that's That's huge. No matter what you do, he says, yeah, 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 you're a knucklehead. Yeah, you're hard-headed. Yeah, you're wondering. Yeah, every time I tell you no, you keep touching the fire and you keep burning your hand. But guess what? It doesn't change how I feel about you. I still love you. He says nothing can separate you. You can try to run. David said if I make my bed in hell, guess what? God is there. Nothing can separate me. I mean, that's commitment. Chris, that's commitment. That's major commitment. How do I not want to be committed to someone who's so committed to me? I mean, seeing that, it makes it easier for me to say, God, I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit not to living life on my terms, but living life on your terms. I'm, I'm committed, like David said, to live life your way. I'm committed to live your way. Because no matter what I do, I can't get rid of your love. I can't get rid of your love. That's a song. I don't know. You should write that. I just gave you a hit right there. I can't get rid of your love. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, nothing you do. He says, heaven, hell, principalities, angels, death, life. If I die, you still love me. No no matter what creature, no matter what happens, nothing's going to separate me from your love. Not that I'm always attached. It's that you never stop chasing me. That's what it is. Ah. Ray told me no at first. (laughs) (laughs) But I was committed to getting a yes, right? I mean, commitment. Somebody say commitment. I love this quote by Abraham Lincoln. Uh, He says, commitment is what transforms a promise into reality. Wow, think about that. Commitment transfers a uh, 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 a promise into reality. When we got engaged, that was a promise to marry her. When I decided to say our vows, that was a commitment and a reality of what I promised. Does that make sense to you? Don't get stuck in God, I promise you I'm gonna do better. Don't get stuck there. You know what? Some people are stuck in promise because they won't commit. Come on, come on. Stuck giving a promise God, I'm gonna do better. God, I promise you I'm going to fast. I ain't going to eat that burger next time they fast. God, I promise you I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up and pray more, God. I promise you I'm going to not. Somebody told me a, a couple about a month ago, pastor, I'm going to be here for the next five months. Every Sunday, I'm going to give you $500. By now, I should have about maybe $8,000 from that person. Watch this. Promise, promise, promise. And they actually lied to a pastor. That's even worse. About coming to church on Sundays. Right? And I'm saying, I'm not looking for that. I just want you to commit. It's not about me. It's about what needs to happen to you when you get here. It's about your inheritance that are among those that are sanctified. Are you hearing me? Commitment is what transforms the promise into reality. It is the words that speak boldly of your intentions. And the actions which speak louder than your words. It is making the time when there is none. I remember when there was a snowstorm. A big snowstorm, I mean one of the worst ones there was, and Ray and I were not engaged. We were, we were uh, 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 dating each other, and I was like, I'm coming to get you. It's a snowstorm. You shouldn't be by yourself. We're like, are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. You say, what? what? You make time with there is with this commitment. Coming through time after time after time, year after year after year, commitment is the stuff character is made of. The power to change the face of things. It is daily triumph of integrity over skepticism. Right? People say, "I'm past. I'm believing God for a job." Well, you got to get up in the morning, and go on an interview if you believe in God for a job. You can't be sleeping at ten o'clock in the morning looking for a job. Even if you got, I, I'm waiting for my applications to come in. Get up like you got it. Get in the habit of getting up. Go get you some breakfast. You can't do nothing but boil water at 8 o'clock, boil water. But get in a mindset, get in a habit. Come on, why? Because commitment puts action into place. I know this is going to happen. I know I'm going to get this, right? you got to change your promise into reality. So let's look at three things real quickly that commitment does. You ready? Commitment births discipline. Commitment births discipline. Commitment, birth, discipline. If you don't show up at work every day, guess what happens? (laughs) You're going to show up one day and won't have any space. Right? Your desk or your job is going to be given to someone else. But when you are committed, it makes you get up in the morning because there's a reward at the other end of that week. Commitment, birth, discipline. And you can find that in Hebrews chapter chapter 12, verse 11. For the time being, no discipline brings joy. Is that, isn't that right? No, my kids love my, my kids live in that top part of the scripture. No discipline brings joy. Why do I have to go to bed? Because you need discipline. Why you get to stand? Because I have discipline. <laughs> right? No discipline. When you do what you want to do, do how you want to do it. Don't worry. God, God loves me. Watch this. No discipline brings joy. It says, but look at that first part. For the time being. For the time being, you got to get your flesh under subjection, your mind, your thoughts under subjection, and put it subject to the things of God. He says, but seems grievous and painful, but afterwards, it yields a peaceable fruit. Discipline does. Yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Discipline trains you. Are y'all hearing me? Discipline trains you. It trains you. You're a military man. You know, discipline trains you. A harvest of fruit which consists in righteousness and conformity to God's will and purpose. Thought, action, resulting in right living and right standing with God. Discipline is so important. Commitment bursts discipline. When you are committed to it, I'm committed to being here. It makes me get up. I'm sure there's times Laura wanted to stay home, but she had to be on this mic. Because she's committed to her assignments. Sure, Mike would like to be doing some other things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But he's committed. Right? So so, so you got to find something for your hands to do in the house of God. Because sometimes when you get connected to something, it creates commitment. Oh, y'all are quiet. Nobody like that one. Look at you. Oh, everybody ain't doing nothing yet. It births commitment. And commitment gives you what? Discipline. Number two. Don't worry, I'm almost done. You, you, You don't have to be mad too long. Number two, commitment gives perspective. So one, commitment bursts discipline. And number two, commitment gives perspective. It's easy to tell somebody when you don't understand their perspective and you haven't been where they've been or walked where they walked. In the book of Matthew, chapter five, verse one through two, he says, Jesus says, You're blessed. When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed the hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the what? The committed climbed with him. Now look at that. The committed climbed with him. This is Jesus. they could have said, I'll see you when you get back. No, no, no. They were committed. They climbed with him. And as a reward of their commitment, look what happened. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. Oh, come on. So, some of you say, I'm here every week. Sometimes it's, you know, it's five of us. Sometimes it's 20. Sometimes it's 30. But guess what? You're going to get something that those who are not committed, watch this. Because when I'm climbing, I'm here, and and I see y'all, I pour extra. You know that. I pour extra. Sometimes the smaller crowd, the more I give. Because y'all climbed with me that Sunday. Come on, come on. You climbed with me. You could have stayed home, but they're committed. When you're not committed, you miss out. Those who are not committed to Jesus, they missed out on that teach, and they'll never know what that teach was. Are you hearing me? They'll never have access to that part of his mind, because they were not willing to climb. They were not willing to feel the burn you got to feel the burn. you got to be willing to make sacrifices. you got to be willing to put yourself on the side and say, you know what? I'm committed to Jesus. I'm committed to living his way and doing what he says to do. And if I do, he's going to give me access to things that other folks don't have access to. I'm committed to the climb. Gives you a perspective that no one else has. Why? Because you're willing to do what no one else is willing to do. Man, I told you before, I'll give you my last point. I was I love Lisa being an evangelist. I didn't care the perspective of a pastor, because I never wanted to be one. I love being an evangelist, going in town, pow, 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 pow. getting on my plane after it's all over. I don't care if you came back the following Sunday, it's not my business. I'm not worried about you calling me three o'clock in the morning, Pastor, I need prayer, It's my business. Being an evangelist was great, traveled all over the world. Now watch this, now you're a pastor, man, it's a different climb. It gives me a different perspective, a different level of commitment. Why? Because commitment always breeds perspective. It breeds perspective. So watch this, when those of you that are about to get your hands to the plow, amen, you're about to find something for your hands to do, watch this, your perspective on Sundays are going to change when you start working in the Sunday. It's going to change. It's a whole different ball game. Watch this because it, it gives you perspective. Last one. Last one. Commitment gives direction. No, just three. <laughs> Commitment, being greedy. Commitment gives direction. And Let's look at this last scripture here for direction. Luke nineteen nine through 10. And Jesus said to him, "Today salvation has come to his house because he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save that which is lost. Jesus was committed to what he was supposed to do and it gave him clear direction. Here's a man named Zacchaeus. No one wanted to be bothered with him. But Jesus said, this is why I'm here. Verse 10. I came to seek and save that which was lost. Why? He was committed, and his commitment gave him direction. So I know what I'm supposed to be doing. So some people come to me with great, great, bright, bright ideas, right? (laughs) Or a a pastor would call them hair, hair scheme, hair brains, brain schemes, right? Well, you should do this, pastor. You should do this. I have to check my commitment because my commitment tells me what I should be doing, where I should be, and how I should be doing it. Come on. My commitment gave me direction. My commitment told me to get my butt in church this morning. Because I'm committed to this. And it told me to go to the Waffle House. You know, go to the beach. No, 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 no. My commitment made me be where I'm supposed to be. Are y'all, are y'all hearing this here today? Commitment gives you direction. It gives you direction. Clarity of direction. And so I want everyone to be committed for what God has called them to do. I want you to close your Bibles. I want you to stand to your feet. Because you are in an atmosphere of purpose. You are in a place of purpose. And and I love that scripture that we started off with Psalms 119 with David. He says, Lord, I'm committed to live your lifestyle. Not my lifestyle, not what society says I should be doing, not how they define life, but how you define life. I'm committing my members to you. Watch this. Holiness and righteousness is not about having a specific behavior, it's about being committed to the lifestyle of Christ. It becomes easy when you're committed. It's not hard for me to stay loyal to my wife because I'm committed. I love her. It's easy, it's not hard. It's not hard for me not to sleep around and the oh, my God, it's so hard. No, no, no. I'm committed to her. I love her. Commitment makes holiness easy. It, your willingness makes it easy. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. But the days where I'm not perfect, thank God, her love is there. My love is there. But the love of Christ is even stronger. The love of Christ is even stronger. It never leaves you. He knows you're not going to be perfect, but that's what His love makes up for your imperfection. And so I, I I want to, before we pray, and we ask God to give us a committed heart today. Can you say that song, Come to the Altar? Can you find that sheet? I don't know where that sheet is. Okay, okay great. <laughs> perfect. Uh, uh, watch this, but before we do that, I. I want you, Jackie, to know that God has a plan. It's a big plan. God has a plan. He has a plan. It's huge. It's massive. But don't be afraid to go around the bases. Don't get stuck at knowing Christ. Get committed. Get committed to a church family. Get committed to growing and maturing in Christ. Get committed to becoming everything that God's called you to be. Get committed to missions. Get committed to ministry. Get committed. Commitment is not ball and chain. It's I believe in that. I believe in that. That's all you're saying when you commit. I believe in that. I believe in that. Yeah, I- I'll commit. I believe in that. And I tell people every day all the time, the minute you stop believing what we're doing at RCC, you're free to go and not be committed. But if you believe in it, you believe in it. if You believe that God has a plan for your life and Jesus has such great, awesome things for you. Commit to Him. It's easy. Don't make Christianity hard. Don't make living holy hard. It's just about commitment. And it's easy to commit to who you love. It's easy. I want you to lift those hands up. They sing a couple of verses of that song. And I want you to ask God to give you a committed heart. Because when you get committed, it'll shift your direction. It'll change your perspective. It'll give you new. It'll give you discipline. For some of you, you don't have discipline. The harder you try, the more you mess up because you're not committed. You don't have direction because you're not committed. Your perspective is all messed up because you're not committed. But I want you to lift those hands and ask God to...